8 out of 10 Solomon Islanders do not have access to electricity. To change it, the Solomon Islands government has partnered with UNDP and the Global Environment Facility GEF, to improve the level of electrification in rural communities of Solomon Islands. In this UNDP podcast episode, we are going to hear more about the rural electrification project called Stimulating Progress Towards Improving Rural Electrification in Solomons, or SPIRES in short. Today we will hear from the Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Mines, Energy and Rural Electrification, Mr. Chris Vehe, and Director of the Energy Division, Mr. Gabriel Aymaya. Hello and welcome back to the UNDP podcast. I am Gina Kekea. Solomon Islands depend on imported petroleum fuels for electricity, transport and for modern energy services at the household level. Grid-connected electricity, 100% diesel-based, is generated and supplied by the state-owned utility Solomon Islands Electricity Authority, SIEA, which supplies electricity to Honiara and eight provincial centres. Power tariffs in Solomon Islands are among the highest in the Pacific and around the globe. Due to the high cost of diesel transport, generation costs in the provincial centres are considerably higher. On the part of the Solomon Islands government, the Mines, Energy and Rural Electrification Ministry is the lead ministry administering energy in the country. There's been efforts by the government through development partner support in the last uh, few decades on trying to improve rural electrification. And talking about rural electrification here is, is basically trying to have electrification systems in the rural areas efficiently and, and in a very affordable manner. Designed by the government in 2016, Spirus project aims to reduce the annual growth rate of the greenhouse gas emissions in the energy sector through using demonstration pilots in targeted rural communities, particularly the use of solar systems and mini hydropower systems to generate electricity. The project itself is is one of those projects that uh, is clearly aligned with government priority. Uh, not only that, but on an international or global standing, it's really to address poverty, climate action, SDG 1 and SDG 13. On a na- national level, it really captured well as well in the 2016 to 2035 uh, National Development Strategy. As the Solomon Islands National Development Strategy 2016 to 2035 has five objectives, the Spirus project sits in well with two of the strategy's objectives, which are objective number two and four respectively. Objective two seeks to alleviate poverty across the whole of Solomon Islands by addressing basic needs and food security, while objective four seeks to promote resilient and environmentally sustainable development by ensuring effective climate disaster and environmental disaster risk management is central to all development decision making. The government itself is also trying to achieve projects in line with SPIRES. What we are doing now is we are aligning all our projects with the NDS, for first and foremost, 
And then within our ministry, we have the national energy policy. So we must also align with it. And also its projects must complement each other. So that is uh, why Spiras sits very well within our ministry and within our division. And that uh, whatever that the ministry or the energy division is doing must be complemented by Spiras. And whatever Spiras is doing must also be complemented by energy. So that is what uh, we are trying to achieve with uh, this uh, on, 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 on ongoing project. The Spiras project aims to reach at least 35% of rural communities in Solomon Islands. The project is divided into four components. Component one, it deals with uh, policy and regulation. Component two, it deals about financial institutions. Component three, it talks about the technology installation and uh, assessment. And component four, it talks about capacity building. Spiris plays an essential role for rural development as while working with the communities, the team works to understand and evaluate how the type of energy infrastructures to be put in place can be sustainable for them in the long-term perspective. We want to, to establish organized bodies within the recipient communities that would enable them to look after the sustainability of these renewable energy systems. The government is, is prioritizing through the, the ministry in having to come up with, with a system where we want to, to establish an independent power producer center who will become the regulator. And the regulator will regulate these actions taken by the people. And so we really want to establish uh, bodies within the communities that could administer and, and collect fees from basically for sustainable uh, purposes. One great example is water supply projects. Yeah? When you put a water supply project, nobody pays for it. And then at the end of the day, or at two or three years along the line, when the taps are leaking, there is no money to, to repair it. Those are some of the challenges that this project tried to look at ways to mitigate in terms of how can the community pay for the electricity? Because though the solar or the sun is free, the equipment used and so forth must cost something. So we try to establish within this project an institution within its community or schools that will be enable them to look and manage their own systems at their own cost and the government can only step in when there is a major problem. Solomon Islands was one of the first countries in the world to ratify the Paris Agreement in 2016. The agreement that aims to limit global emissions, preferably below 1.5 degrees Celsius. In its revised nationally determined contribution, Solomon Islands has increased its emission ambition by targeting a net zero emission by 2050. In addition to minimizing the nationally determined contributions, the government wants and encourages more participation by people in rural areas, particularly in economic activities, and has envisaged that providing access to rural electrification will drive these economic activities. The actual rollout of, of, of the project in the rural areas will really boost the education sector through the schools. Schools will, will no longer be having issues in trying to come to town, do photocopying or typing of assignments, exam, 
they will just do it in their offices for teachers. That cuts the costs for them. And, and also for some schools where they've been dependent on diesel fuels, uh, the implementation of this project will, will, particularly on community high schools, it will really displace the diesel costs that, that are currently experienced. So those that would benefit from this uh, project uh, are schools and um, communities, but the communities must show the ability to utilize the technology in terms of small economic growth initiatives. Work on Spiris is progressing well, and both the Permanent Secretary and the Energy Director of Mines, Energy and Rural Electrification spoke highly of the project, despite the challenges faced. We know that uh, the project is, is a very technical project. We are facing some, some challenges in, in getting the right people in. Thankful enough, we have few very energetic young guys who are engineers and who are experts in, in their own field of electronics and, and that, who are also very good in having to manage projects that are been engaged. And yes, so not, not only on, on uh, recruitment, of right personal, but uh, the issue of COVID-19 and its restriction has affected the project since its inception period, which sort of contributed much in the delays. But uh, with these uh, gradual changes in in the decision from the government, I think we will ease the, the, the challenge in here. I think we've come so far. After the signing of the project, it enables the ministry to develop or to engage consultants to look after the project managing unit as within the requirement of uh, GEF, uh, we have to establish a project office. So after the signing of the pro- project documents, the ministry put up um, vacancies notice to the public and also prior to that, the ministry have to meet some of the requirements under UNDP in terms of their HACT assessment, H-A-C-T. So as soon as these requirements have been met, then we call for consultants for the project. So after that, we managed to get the project team into the ministry by 2021, last year in August. Most of the team come in at August 2021. There you have heard Mr. Gabriel Aymaya, Director of the Energy Division in the Ministry of Mines, Rural Electrification and Energy, and the Permanent Secretary, Mr. Chris Vehe. In this UNDP podcast, we have talked about the Rural Electrification Project called Stimulating Progress Towards Improving Rural Electrification in Solomon Islands, or SPIRES in short. SPIRES aims to bring renewable electricity to at least 35% of the rural Solomon Islanders by 2025. SPIRES is funded by the Global Environment Facility, GEF, through UNDP in Solomon Islands. Until the next podcast, I am Gina Kekeak. Thank you for staying with me.